Welcome to Law of Attraction in Action. I'm your host, Michelle Joy, and I'm so excited for you to listen in to my next guest, Julie Nell, who is given lots of inspiration on how to manifest not only your soulmate, which she helped me find mine, but she also helps you get past those limiting beliefs that will help you manifest what you want. She's a fantastic guest, and I'm so excited for you to listen in. Thank you for listening and happy manifesting. Welcome to Love Attraction in Action. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited for my next guest. Her name is Julie Nell, and she is a Master Life Transformation Coach, award winning writer, and co star of the upcoming movie Zilla and Zoe. And I met Julie a few years ago, and to be honest with you all, she was one of the biggest reasons I manifested my soulmate. I did some amazing work with her (laughs) as a coach, and she really, really shifted me. And I mean, that's a huge long story I'm not going to go into on this call, but I do want you all to know that this woman is amazing. So thank you, Julie, for being on the call. Oh, this is fun. I'm so happy to be here on your new adventure with you. Thank you. I love that you, um, you have, you've seen me go through a lot in all the years we've known each other, haven't we? I know. My favorite was when you said, well, that's it. I'm not, I'm apparently not going to be with anybody. <laughs> it's, <laughs> right. just, it's just not possible. I'm, I've just, and we were like, oh, are you sure? So right. I love that you stayed open to that possibility. I did. And you have your uh, soulmate, so you were such a big influencer. So thank you so much. Well, what I want to talk about <laughs> on this call, because there's, there's so much that you've done, but I more, more specifically around law of attraction and how law yeah. of attraction has changed your life and any advice you think you can give to people. But let's first start on how you came into the law of attraction and how it's affected your life. Well, it's, it's actually a pretty funny story. I'm, I'm pretty fussy as an, an actual client, <laughs> not as a coach, but as a client. And somebody had offered to me um, to be able to go to this group of people who were doing a meditation group and they, la, 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 you know, I was like, all right, I'll give that a shot. And um, you're actually here in uh, Portland. And I went and they had uh, Abraham Hicks. Uh, as a recording they would listen to that and then they would talk about what was on the recording and that was in the old days and I was like whoever this is is really intense and I was ready to run out of the room (laughs) it's back when when the Esther almost felt like she was yelling at you and I was like I I don't like this but then I remembered that um, two very powerful friends of mine in Los Angeles the uh, psychic twins had told me in a reading maybe five years before that you need to deal with money and you need to start finding out about Abraham Hicks. And it resonated. And I was like, well, all right, I guess I'll go back to the group. And listening to the recordings just began to resonate inside me and reading the Ask Into the Given book in a way that I don't think anything ever has. I've done a lot of spiritual work. I've done a lot of workshops. I've led a lot of workshops. I've done a lot of, you know, personal work on myself with uh, other coaches and stuff. And it just, and and I was raised Southern Baptist, so I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person. And it just made more sense than anything has ever made to me. Like, well, all right, I get how this thing works. It's it's a science. It's actually principle that manifests itself around, you know, however you are either consciously or unconsciously 
creating your world. So I began at that point to go, all right, I guess I'll consciously create it rather than by default, which is what a lot of us do. So right, and then I just right. kept on reading their work and listening to their work. And, and I almost listen to something of Abraham Hicks every day, whether it's an audio or a YouTube thing, just because it keeps me inspired and it keeps my monkey mind from, you know, wallowing in the trenches of not pretty thoughts. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember a while ago when I was working with you, you and your husband were doing a daily listening to Abraham Hicks. You were doing a, yes. uh, I don't know if it's for 30 days or however long you were doing it, but I remember you're right in the middle of that. Did you notice a big difference in your life after you started doing that? Yes. Well, the, yes, the uh, getting into the vortex uh, meditation series is set up really beautifully in that it sort of uh, graduates you in terms of the topics over four weeks that you're doing it. You do it for one week, then you'd go to another topic. And it was just a great setup to realize, wow, uh, you know, I think I've almost listened to them every single day since then or some version of that mm-hmm. because the difference that I noticed is um, the, I didn't have, it, ju- it took me into a shift of consciousness. So when, what normally I call it monkey mind, a lot of people do just negative ego mind thoughts that are not productive for anyone or anything that just quieted those. And what it did was actually, which they talk about a lot, raise my vibration enough. So when I start my day, I can start in a raised vibration place rather than you know, this isn't working. I don't like that. That person did that to me. We're all susceptible to those thoughts from sort of the lizard brain part of us. But whether you listen to them or don't listen to them is totally up to us. And it helped me start in a place that was just like, oh, that feels good. You know, and then when you follow the that feels good and the something else feels good and learn what the experience of having a higher vibration more on a regular basis feels like, then you don't ever want to go back to the other lower vibration. Right, like, oh, right. I'm in a lower vibration. This is awful. Ah, get me back in the vortex. So um, it was, yeah. that was a great beginning to really listen for 30 days. Yeah. And you know what I love about law of attraction is it, it's more than just, I'm going to manifest all these great things in my life. It's about how do I get in a place of joy right now? Right. And it's yes. so amazing yes. where that is the philosophy to feel good right now. Who doesn't want that? Right. And yes, exactly. And I, I, the art and so many people have no idea how to do this for themselves, which is part of why you and I like to coach people. The art of knowing how to make yourself feel better is, is mastery. It sounds mm-hmm. simple, but I'll ask clients, well, you know, make a list of me for 10 things that bring you joy so that you can call on those when you're not feeling so good and go do one of them. And they just, people just go blank. They're like, well, what? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm like, yeah, well, let's, that's your homework. Sit down and write 10 things that bring you joy because in the moment when you don't feel good, it's not so easy to go, well, I think I'll, I'll, I'll do something to make myself feel better until you have more mastery at it. And, and the idea of, well, you know, a few five things that you know you could do right now, no matter what the conditions in your life are, because we can't always control conditions. You know, they're created from, you know, you know, you can meet somebody in the grocery store and they kind of snub you and jump in front of your line with your vibration out the window. So <laughs> what mm-hmm, can I do better mm-hmm. in this moment 
And that's where a lot of this mastery, I think, for both for my husband and myself has come. He's way better at it than me. I'm a Scorpio. I'm not as good as him. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you still um, attracted him. And it's awesome. I love your story I about how, how, do you mind sharing that story and how you attracted no. him? Well, it was, it was funny. I'd been dating for a few years after leaving a really not so great relationship for 13 years and going, I never want to do that again. And I, I, um, I noticed as it was in the dating world, which is, you don't do it for a while. It's a little awkward to do. I was like, why do we keep attracting guys that like, think I'm great, that think I'm fun, that we have a good time, that we have, you know, great sex, but they don't want a relationship with me. And, mm-hmm. you know, the pattern, I was like, well, now I'm the, I'm the, uh, you know, I'm the one who's always here in this pattern. So what am I doing to create that? It was a wonderful thing to stand and be responsible for. And so I started reading a couple of books on uh, how to act like a lady and think like a man. And then another one, how men's brains are different mm-hmm. from ours. And I was like, Oh, I began to see a couple of things that I was making mistakes. On. I was trying to, I was so mm-hmm. nice. I was like, one book started. If you're doing this, 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 and this, I'd check them all. You're a doormat. I'm like, no, I just nice. <laughs> but you know, I, I was doing all those things and it wasn't working. So it was great to get the education on that. And then I made a list of, things that were qualities I wanted in a person. And what I realized also was I I thought, well, what if, if I were to have that person in my life right now, this very moment today, uh, what would happen? And so I call in my coaching, I call it the, what would happen is game. And it's the way to find out where you're blocked. And so I said, well, you know, we date. Okay. Then what would happen? Well, we probably start hanging out together more and maybe we spend some time on weekends and then what would happen? Well, then, you know, maybe we go on a vacation together and see how we do on that. And then what would happen? Well, we would, we would probably move in together. And I went, Uh, that's it (laughs) that's the red flag Mm -hmm. and from my previous Mm -hmm. relationship I was terrified to be trapped in a relationship again living with somebody and I couldn't move and then I'm trapped and I thought wow that that's living on an unconscious level has been keeping me from being around men that were available to be Mm -hmm. in a relationship Mm -hmm. all the things Mm -hmm. I wanted and available to be in a relationship so I just I asked my unconscious mind, would you be willing to just let that feeling come up if it did and just go for it? And the minute I made that agreement with my unconscious mind, I was like, all right, you know, I'm not the same as I was 13 years ago in that other relationship. I have friends. I have processes. I have my own coaches. If I do get to feeling that way, I have a way out of it this time. I'm not the same person. And so I relaxed and made that agreement with myself. All right. If the thing I'm most afraid of comes up, I'll deal with it. But I'm not going to use that anymore as a reason to not have the person that I want in my life. And honest to God, it could have been longer than three weeks before I accidentally saw David online. I was going to trash his profile because he never got back to me. Uh (laughs) And I went into emptying his profile out of the dating thing. And he saw me on instant messaging and said, oh, I caught you looking. And I'm like, no, I'm not. yeah I was like I was gonna get rid of you because you never responded to me and we talked on IM and we had an amazing two-hour conversation a six-hour date and within two weeks we were off vacationing together and sort of never looked back and the interesting thing about that story is he did something very similar 
a couple of weeks before he met me. He really looked at, have I been giving my all? Am I afraid to give my all? Would it be worth, you know, the, uh, it's a good day to die, sort of opening my arms and just being willing to like, you know, just open hearted. I'm going to give my whole heart and, and whatever comes what may. And he'd been withholding that and he didn't realize that. And then a couple of weeks later, there I was in his life. So it's interesting we have similar stories about being willing to surrender to whatever fears or weird unconscious thoughts that was keeping us from being in the real relationships that we really wanted. So yeah, this is is such great information. And what you shared, you actually um, came to my group and spoke about that. And I remember you actually showing a demonstration (laughs) of taking a step forward, like a physical, and I will never forget your talk. It was so good. Because it really is, people don't realize these subconscious blockages. So practicing that and stepping forward, okay, what's the next step? Okay, how's that feel? How's that feel in your body? Take the next step. And I was exactly where you were. And that's why I hired you as a coach. I'm like, this woman gets me, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I love that you're sharing this with my audience because so many people cannot find a good relationship or don't know how or right. up. I know I gave up when I came to you. I was like, yes. And I was like, no, never mind. Cause I, I think I felt like this wasn't happening. I'm just going to give up. And then you're like, okay, we're, we already paid for me. Like, come on, let's do something. I'm not, that's not what you said. But of course. Let's just take a look at that. It's just, well, it's just so funny how you're like, okay, well, let's just try anyway. And I was stubborn. I was stubborn. And I love that you pushed me through it. And what changed me actually, Julie, is when you said, what would it, feel like for him to get you like he needs you that that person needs you and I'm such a giver I'm like oh that makes sense okay yeah I would love to give to somebody okay now we're talking (laughs) yeah well you know it's those little tiny things in our brain speaking of the this is kind of that lizard part of our brain and tends to be very linear that puts those roadblocks. Well, that's why I love coaching and I started coaching. It'll put those roadblocks up. We don't even know. We don't even know. We don't know that we have. And so drilling down to just go and what, and what else and what else, you know, you will eventually, if you have a great coach, find, Oh, there's the resistance. And usually it doesn't matter how much you want something if that unconscious part of you has made a choice and a decision, which is, of course, collapsible, as we know, but if it's made that and left to its own devices, it will defend that to the death. That part will take that decision. Like, mm. there's not really anybody, there's no spiritual man out there, or da 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 da, da whatever it is. So, you know, I hear a lot of women go, oh, yeah, you found David, but, you know, there's not many men out there. I'm like, well, where are you looking? Because, Mm -hmm. yes, you might not find them at the bowling alley or you might not find, you don't, in other words, you don't go to the hardware store and complain they don't have wedding dresses, you know, Mm -hmm. shop Mm -hmm. at the right store. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I love that in our work, we can find those little parts of the unconscious mind and free them, usually by soothing them. (laughs) And, mm-hmm. and so that our life can shift to what we do really want, but there's been resistance in the way. Right. And so that's another, this is a really great conversation about divine timing, because I think a lot of people say, okay, I'm like me, I'm doing all the work. I did my vision boards. 
I did my visualizations. <laughs> I did the act as if. I even like got him a birthday card and a Valentine's Day card. I made fake dinner with him. <laughs> I did everything. And he still wasn't coming. And so you're so right that, and that's what I've been teaching people. It's those, those really deep subconscious blockages that keep it from coming. And so when people say law of attraction doesn't work, it's not that it's not working. It's just, we're not willing to dive deeper. Right. It, it's working really well in the direction you don't want it to go. <laughs> because, right. Right. Yeah, it's working. Absolutely. Uh, it's paying attention to your thoughts. Well, and I, I have some, you know, very powerful uh, women that I coach that are, have that same conversation. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? I'm like, the universe only says yes. So if you're saying, yeah. where is he? Where is he? Where is he? It's going, well, I guess you don't want to find him. I guess you don't want to find him. I guess you don't want to find him because your, your attention right. is on how, how much he is not there. And that's, and I am the first one to admit, uh, it's a little tricky when you're in, in lack about anything. And that's the question that I wanted to get up and ask Abraham that I haven't been able to in two different <laughs> workshops. It's like, why is it's so challenging for the unconscious mind and or the ego mind to make new choices or allow a shift in thinking sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I was on uh, radio with Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith, who I adore. And he mm-hmm. said, you know, it's hanging on for dear life to try to protect you from something it mm. perceives will hurt you. Mm. I thought, mm. well, there it is. Speaking of the lizard brain, mm-hmm. it's a God love it, bless its full heart. It, it is. It's, you know, whatever we fear, whatever we're resisting or where, you know, it's usually that part of you. I like to call it the EGM, like the ego mind, but then I kind of disguise it calling it EG man because it doesn't know I'm talking about it. It is. It, it doesn't like people talk about uh, it is trying to protect you as if everything it doesn't know, it's just reacting in fear as if we're in dinosaur time and what it cannot perceive. It just assumes is huge dinosaurs out there coming to kill you. So, you know, mm-hmm. the, those fears we have or the decisions we've made based on something will hurt us. That part of our brain, you know, is there for a good reason. If there were a dinosaur, it would help us get out of the way. But, you know, that part hasn't evolved so much. So it's still trying to protect us in all those areas where we're not getting what we want. You know, I work on myself and I work on myself and I I still don't have the money, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, that's a conversation people have too. And and that very conversation is what keeps the situation in place. Mm-hmm. It, it was great mm-hmm. to understand that there's that part of the ego mind that you actually have to soothe mm-hmm. into surrender. Yeah, You can't, yeah. And, and one of my problems with Vipassana was I didn't find them to be very kind about the ego mind. And the ego mind is like a small seven to nine year old child who loves you very much. And so I, I started tendering that part that was afraid and a lot of things shifted. It helped, speaking of manifesting, it helps a lot of things shift because I know I can just go, okay, 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 okay. It's like there's a little soft animal inside you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? 
<clears throat> absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I've, I've actually heard people, um, I've heard a speaker, oh, I can't remember his name, um, but I want to honor him. So I can't think of his name, but he talks about how we feel it in our bodies when we're uncomfortable. So that fear goes into our body. So physically mm. we want to run away. Yeah. Right. It becomes a physical feeling. And so a lot of times what he taught is just to really just be like you said, loving, you know, surrounding treat you surrender to, to the, the fear with the feeling and going, it's okay. And just treat it like a little child. Like, it's okay. I, I'm going to love yeah. you anyway, but we're going to, we're going to go anyway. Like riding a bike, scary the first time you're like, yeah. okay. So yes. that's like, if we treat the ego mind like that, like, it's okay. Yeah. You know, I know it's scary. Yeah. Like, it's like okay. you're saying, I know you didn't want to get into a relationship because you're afraid. <sighs> but if you came yeah. to that surrender and I love that, Julie, because it's that surrender. That's a good word. Surrender. I love it. Yeah. Not, not submission, but surrender. Surrender right. into into it being more fun. Surrender into uh, there being more joy. Surrender into the possibility. Now, uh, said all that, I I I can I truly have that. I'm still trying to break the code on some of it because you know when you're in a deep upset or you're triggered, and and a younger mm-hmm. part of yourself is triggered from pain you had when you were a child or whatever. Letting go in the moment in favor of a better feeling thought can be mm-hmm. you can't just go from being desperately depressed if someone you love died to the very top of the emotional scale now I'm in joy right. literally right. it's like stair step steps I can't jump from the bottom step to three flies up but right. the, the only thing you can do when you're really triggered to get to you know a better vibration is it's that thing um, Esther says and Abraham, you have to soothe yourself into that. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, what David, my partner, is really good at with me. And, you know, also I've learned to move the energy. If I'm stuck and I can't get to a better vibration, uh, move the energy. Move the energy, whether mm-hmm. it's gardening or walking or hiking or working out mm-hmm. or being by the river or going to a movie. If you can step out of that triggered spot you're in, whether it's the fear or the sadness, your energy will be different after you're done yeah. with the walk or the movie or the whatever. Yeah. And I was just going to ask you, what processes do you use to get out of that? So any other suggestions on how you, people can get out of well, that, uh, the, that moment? It's the joy list. And, and my, some of those things I just said are on my joy. You make that joy list while you're feeling good. So you know what they are. And a lot of times it's stuff that gave you uh-huh. joy as you were kids, you know, and then keep that list somewhere handy. Well, now, honest to God, uh, there's some food items on my joy list. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Cheetos and Dr. Pepper will change my vibration, believe it or not. But, uh, <laughs> as long as, you know, I, I'm, I don't overdo it there, but the, the, the nature and er, the earth nearly, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that there's almost any time unless I was in a deep, you know, grieving somebody had died or something place. And even then it does shift your energy. It's just, you're kind of in that nose zone while you're doing it, but there's no way you can be in nature and not have it shift. And, and the other thing right. you do is, is, just if your mind is going crazy, you know, like you can get an argument with somebody and then they leave and you're still having the argument in your mind. <laughs> That's exhausting. Um, you know, I just write mm-hmm. it out. I just blah, 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 on paper until my mind is quiet. 
at least I'm now not going to churn all those thoughts in my mind. And at the end of that emptying out, now I can get to a better feeling thought. Now I can, and then the end game, whether I'm walking or going to movie or, or doing that or having a bath, the end game after whatever moved my energy isn't to find my way back to appreciation and gratitude because I don't care what that movie happy is a beautiful movie, a documentary, um, you know, yes, about people who are in, yes. you know, dire circumstances, but they're still in joy. So, you know, finding my way back to there's always something mm-hmm. you can appreciate or be grateful for always. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you have a roof Absolutely. over? I mean, sometimes I coach teenagers and, you know, things are very black and white and dramatic in teenage land. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was recently coaching a girl and, you know, kids don't like her and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, let's look at this. Do you have legs? And it was, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, a, mm-hmm. she looked at me like it was kind of a shocking. Well, yeah. Oh, well, that's good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Some people mm-hmm. don't have them. Yes. I have legs. I said, can yeah. you appreciate that? She was like, yes, I can. I said, what if you were going through teenager and you had no legs? Oh my God, you're so much better off than that. So she, you know, yeah. teaching her about how to appreciate any, you know, anything. It doesn't even matter. And do something kind for somebody else. That's a great way to move yeah, yourself out definitely. of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah, I was, too, just you know, things. Yeah. Yeah. And I was a nurse for years, as you know, and that was such a blessing. Yeah. I had those two things. I walked out of, of my, you know, off shift and I remembered, oh my gosh, I can <laughs> leave this hospital floor. And most of my patients can't. I had so much gratitude, you know, and so grateful yeah. for my health, so grateful for just being, yeah, being able to walk. And um, it was really, really a, a blessing. Um, well, Julie, I, I don't want to keep you any longer, but I, I want no, people to be like I'll in touch with you. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And you know what, people, if they want to get in touch with you, I'm sure they would love to get your advice and your coaching. So is there a website they can look up to find they you? They can go to dreamwithjulie.com. That's easy. Dreamwithjulie. Awesome. That is super good. <laughs> I will also post it at the bottom of this podcast. And Julie, thank okay, you great. so much. Thank you. So much I love talking to you. <laughs> I love talking to you Thanks too. And I love that you have Oh, of course. And I love that you're able to share your gifts with um, my listeners and just you, you're living it. You are living it. So that's why I want to go on my show. I love it. Well, thank you. All right. Thanks for doing this. And all of you who are listening, um, if you're interested in being interviewed on this wonderful podcast, just go to my website at www.michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And I'm just, super happy to help inspire you all with these wonderful, wonderful people who are living in the law of attraction and they're truly making it part of their life. So thank you again and happy manifesting.